from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Welcome back to the show, everyone. This is a classic episode that blew us away, honestly, when we, when we first started working on it. Serial killers. They are an object of uh, disgust, and rightly so, but they're also an object of fascination in the Western world. Serial killers are the very definition of an unreliable narrator. They're insane, they're prone to exaggeration and delusion, and uh, obviously they are inveterate liars. If you look at any case of almost any serial killer, you will see many, many claims that simply do not bear up under scrutiny, but then you will also see some things that sound so outrageous they have to be works of fiction and then later maybe months years in some cases decades later we learn that a few of those claims were true today's classic episode dives into a controversial and disturbing topic the idea of serial killers working in concert more than one serial murderer working together. But it goes further than that. We also examine the claims of uh, people like David Berkowitz and Henry Lee Lucas, who told law enforcement multiple times that they were not committing these crimes on their own, that they were not lone predators and criminals. 
Instead, they and several other serial murderers have sworn that they were part of something else, a larger organization, a shadowy institution, a serial killer cult. What are we talking about? You'll find out in this episode. From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hello, welcome back, or welcome for the first time to Stuff They Don't Want You To Know. I'm Ben. And I'm Matt. And today we're going to start the podcast with a a little bit of a of a dark thing, a little bit of a weird thing. All right? I like it. Let's do it. Okay. So, this is a question that I want to throw out to you and then we'll answer it at the end of the episode. Sound cool? Let's yeah. All right. I'm excited. Okay. How many serial killers do you think are active right now? By which I mean uncaught, maybe they're in the hibernation phase after they've done a uh, a murder of some sort. Um, how many do you think there are? I would estimate worldwide. Um, you know what? Let's keep it in the U.S. Just in the U.S. Twenty. Twenty. Mm, okay, and that's you know that number sounds scary at first, but there are three hundred something million people here, and uh, of those twenty, there are twenty. Then a lot of them won't be active for a while, right? Exactly. They take turns there. Yeah, it'll <laughs> be like uh, the BTK killer, Dennis Radar, who um, was out of was not murdering people for what a decade mm-hmm. more, um, and then finally got caught when he came back, which is a story for a different day. So as we begin, Matt, I have to ask, um, what is a serial killer? Most basic level. Okay. Um, it, it's someone who kills for a reason. It was for, they, they feel, um, they feel that they need to kill for some reason or another. They're compelled to do so. Okay. Uh, it's a compulsion. Um, there are various number of reasons because they get sexual pleasure out of doing so, mm-hmm. um, because they, uh, feel that they are called to, to kill a certain type of person. Sure. Perhaps um, for a pseudo religious reason, maybe. Yeah. That happens quite often. Um, or because they feel like they're gaining something from it, okay. that they're gaining some kind of power by taking the life of somebody else. And there, there are several other reasons there. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a, we have a great article on how stuff works. If you want to read that, how serial killers work, it oh, goes yeah. over some of that basic level serial killer stuff. Yeah. That's a, that's a, actually, that's a great primer for serial killers. Now, one thing that we should also mention is that serial killer is sort of an umbrella term in a lot of ways. Uh, for instance, the Iceman, a famous, uh, mob hitman, uh, killed quite a few people. For monetary gain because it was kind of his job or his career path. And then on the other side, we have people, um, who have received heavy physiological trauma early in their life and they don't process emotions the same way that a person with all the cylinders firing does. Mm-hmm. And this is not to say that neurological damage automatically makes somebody a monstrous human being. Um, but it can 
impair what we would consider to be the essential functioning of 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 a human. Oh yeah, and, and one last caveat: mm. uh, wh- the people we're speaking about are not spree killers, right? And they're also not um, like mass murderers. Uh, generally, people who would uh, just go in and kill a whole bunch of people at one time, mm. and then either get caught, kill themselves, or be done with it. These are people who kill generally, and then they will. It's very, uh, it's horrible to say, but not kill for a period, sure. then kill again. And maybe they will also, and they'll also typically uh, cover up their crime if possible, mm-hmm. which a spree killer wouldn't do. Exactly. Uh, so here is where we get to a disturbing and fascinating idea. Matt, a long time ago now, you and I did an episode asking if serial killers are controlled by a cult. This is one of the darker conspiracy theories we've run into, and it's one that fascinates us both, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, because you have the people, the serial killers, talking about certain groups, mm. like the the Four Pie movement was mm-hmm. mentioned, uh, the Hand of Death. Again, th- this is from their mouths, these uh, these organizations were mentioned. Right, yeah, and let's do a little bit of, of background here. So let's start with the Hand of Death. So Henry Lee Lucas, Otis Tool, um, they were something that rarely happens in the acknowledged world of serial killers. They were a team. They worked in pairs, and um, they were lovers for a time. They also claimed to have killed, eventually they claimed to have killed hundreds of people, especially Henry Lee Lucas, and they said they did this at the orders of an organization called the Hand of Death, that they were trained to murder people um, as part of a satanic ritual or some sort of dark magic thing. And they they claimed, furthermore, that the Hand of Death was not just based in this training camp area. They claimed that it was a national perhaps even worldwide organization that spanned the height and depth of human society all the way down to low lives like them and all the way up to uh, the financial, socio-political elites of the U.S. and the world. Um, That's so crazy, man. Well, even yeah. David Berkowitz, uh, he, he said that he had assistants mm-hmm. that were from the Four Pie Cult um, he claimed to have insider knowledge of a murder that still is unsolved. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, the Arliss Perry Stanford Memorial Church murder of 1974. Uh, mm-hmm. you can type that into a, a search bar and you will find information about it. Yeah. And uh, people arguing both for and against Berkowitz's knowledge of this. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, now the four pie churches is, is pretty interesting. We talk about those in the video. Uh, can you give us like a, a high level? I can. Uh, I, I might go down a bit of a rabbit hole here. Just tell me uh, when you're ready for me to stop. Okay. All right. Okay. So the four pie movement was allegedly linked to the, this thing called the process church of the final judgment, mm. um, which was kind of a, it was a cultish movement um, back in the 1960s. And man, I, it's, it's pretty crazy. Okay. So it was, it started off as an offshoot from the church of Scientology. Okay. The process church was, and, uh, they, they, it's kind of weird, man. 
I don't want to get too deep into what they believe or anything, but it kind of, it has a link that I think you'll be interested in. Okay. So they believe that there are personality traits in each one of us, uh, and they mark, they call, call them, there are four of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Jehovah, uh-huh. Lucifer, Satan, and Christ. And, and they essentially worship all four, and they believe that you kind of have to worship each one to really attain enlightenment. Well, what's the difference, then, if I could ask, between Satan and Lucifer? Uh, Lucifer is more of the uh, hedonistic kind of uh, oh, okay. person. Okay. Um, self-aggrandizing, look for knowledge, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, so more Promethean, kind of a light bringer. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, Lucifer. Um, and then Satan is just more... Uh, aggressive, kind of an id, kind of yeah. But then there's some of that in Jehovah as well. It's really interesting. It's okay. fascinating, and I recommend anyone who wants to learn more about this. Uh, there are a couple things you can do. The first thing would be to read the process mm-hmm. um, by Gary Lachman, L-A-C-H-M-A-N, um, which is just this a quick article from the Fortean Times, but it's really fascinating read. Um, and there's also there are a couple of books that you can read. But here's here's the thing. What's the link? The link to me is the 4 pi. Okay. Also known as 4P, it's been mentioned as the 4P movement. Mm-hmm. Um so if you look at the symbol that was used for this group, the Process Church, it looks somewhat like a swastika, kind of a little bit like a swastika. Okay. But it's really 4Ps that are linked at the the circular part of the P, but it's in a a square. Okay. But it's 4Ps. All right. In the process church. And I found that really interesting <laughs> just as one of the, you know, the conspiracy theory kind of connection that really doesn't mean anything, mm-hmm. but it still makes you go, ooh, just enough to be disturbing. And we'll come back to those folks. We also have side note for this, Matt. There's a very interesting story here in the cult angle of the Manson murders. Now, Manson already was leading a cult. And the question is, was this cult involved with some other larger network? This is just a story that I wanted to get out there because not a lot of people know it. During the period leading up to Helter Skelter, when Manson and his group were on a darker, precipitous decline uh, from their otherwise utopian philosophy or, or whatever thing they had going on, they went out to the desert. Right. And uh, their ideas got crazier and crazier. Of course, the ultimate stated aim for the murders that the Manson family ultimately committed were that they were trying to trigger a global race war um, that would be between uh, black people and white people. And the whole time, the Manson family would hide out in some magic cave where they would have all the supplies they needed and then. After the black part of the world's population killed all of the white people, Manson, who was cartoonishly racist, right, thought that his family would climb out of this magic cave and take over because, of course, he assumed black people are incapable of making of of making authoritative decisions, which just gives me just gives you like a peek into how ugly this guy's mind is, right? Yeah, and just insane. It's so insane. It is so insane. I don't know how you could believe it. I guess it helps if you are yourself a very racist person, 
But he, um, but the reason I bring up all this crazy stuff is at the same time that this was happening, there was a miner named Paul Crockett who lived nearby. And Paul Crockett is a very mysterious character in the Helter Skelter story. He was, oh yeah, I remember this guy, older retired miner, but he had knowledge somehow of Scientology and other similar practices. Now, when I say cultish, you guys know what I'm talking about. I know that people might say that we're saying something bad about Scientology. No, we're saying he had knowledge of this and he had knowledge of other things that helped him um, rescue some of the people in Charles Manson's family. And they had these amazing psychological uh, battles with each other where Manson was trying to get in his head and Paul Crockett was, it was very, it was very Yoda, uh, Emperor Palpatine kind of, kind of forces of light and evil there. And, um, when, when we talk about this, when we talk about the manipulation, uh, that Manson had, there's been a lot of conspiratorial thoughts, um, or conspiratorial arguments that Manson was somehow getting orders from somewhere else, not just influenced by the Dianetics and stuff he studied in prison, not just influenced by his contact with counterculture cults in California, which was a strangely difficult sentence to say, <laughs> but that he was also, um, working at the behest of this live nation presents concert week from now through may 14th get 25 dollars tickets to over 5,000 summer shows that's up to 75 percent off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 savage alanis morissette cage the elephant celeste barber dirks bentley janet jackson megan trainer peso pluma sean paul some 41 and many more for way less grab your tickets now through may 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. 
Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Now, here we have these ideas and each of these three, these three examples have some sort, uh, a different level of credence. So for me, um, the, the most plausible one is David Berkowitz. Okay. Um, because another guy named Stanley Baker, uh, com- was caught committing murders. He said he was recruited by four pie in university of Wisconsin and David Berkowitz, you know, originally he copped to all the murders. He didn't change his story until the nineties, but he was already in jail forever. There's mm-hmm. no way he was getting out. Um, didn't someone also attempt to murder him? Yes. And he changed his story because of that? Yes. Someone also attempted to murder him in prison. Uh, some of the investigators in the Berkowitz case, uh, think that there's credence to the idea that his people who lived nearby, the Carr brothers, C-A-R-R, had a role in this. Um, and they both died in, during parts of the investigation. Um, so I would say that as the most credence. And okay. then the Manson stuff, it's, it's difficult to tell because it's a question of how much weight are we putting on people hanging out together in California? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Just because you and I go to a party with and happen to be in the same room with someone doesn't mean that we're planning an international satanic panic. Yeah, and just because a couple members of the Process Church went and visited Manson one time doesn't necessarily mean anything. Right. Yeah. Just like, just because the process church was an offshoot of people made by people who met via Scientology mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's in any way condoned, uh, by or related to the actual church. Of Scientology. No, 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 not at all. And uh, gosh, I hope nobody, uh, got that from what I was saying. No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Just, That's to, just, just to clarify, the process church used, uh, the idea of, uh, using the e-meter and they just kind of changed that around a little bit into their own thing and mm-hmm. um, used it to, to uh, measure emotion rather than uh, whatever it is that e-meter measures. Which is uh, what I, I just have to say that this is also in the church of Scientology. It's a hugely bad heretical thing to do to, to mess with in any way these ideas or to have your own ideas inserted in there. Um, I think one of the terms for it is squirreling and that makes you an SP or suppressive person, which is very bad. Yeah. It's not, you don't want to be that. No, it's anathema or um, shunning kind Mm -hmm. of. Uh, So anyway, we're, we're talking about, all these different organizations, the, and these different stories, the least plausible story is, uh, the hand of death story with Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Tool. Now, I think it's the least plausible, uh, because they're not because there's not a conspiracy. I think this actually does have a genuine conspiracy, but you know what I'm talking about. You know why I don't think that Henry Lee Lucas really killed over 300 people. Well, yeah. One of the biggest things you look at with serial killers is their level of intelligence mm-hmm. uh, in order to get away with a huge number of murders like that. 
And let's face it, if you look at Henry Lucas and Otis Tool, um, they're not the sharpest knives in the kitchen. Yeah, they're uh, not the uh, brightest bulbs in the pack. Yeah, right. Yeah, the um, for a number of reasons, uh, especially in the case of Lucas, who suffered some fairly horrific injuries in his mm-hmm. childhood. Um, these are not Mensa level criminals. They're not as intelligent as say Ted Bundy, for instance. So their claims, um, don't really have the best credibility at all. Literally, even just not considering the fact, the fact that serial killers are prone to wild exaggeration because they are crazy. Yeah. Um, there's, or, you know, if you're a serial killer and you're listening to this right now, you have a dysfunction. You, you don't have superpowers. You really don't. But these, uh, some of these, uh, problems can be exploited by the real conspiracy, which I submit to you was that law enforcement saw in Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Tool a way to close a bunch of unsolved uh, unsolved, unresolved cases. And you can see this because the crimes that they're agreeing to committing at times were physically impossible for them to commit. Now, they would say that maybe it was somebody else in the cult, yeah. right, in the hand of death, if you push them toward that. But Lucas also said that he was confessing to things because he would get better treatment in the prison system, Yeah, which is just uh, way more plausible to me. So, well, I can see that. that that's one of the biggest things you have to do as a law enforcement agency is to close cases. And, you know, sometimes if there's a scary thing, you have to you have to find a way to to make it stop. Uh even if it doesn't actually stop the uh the killings, mm-hmm. it's going to it's going to quell the um fears. You're thinking of McNulty and the wire. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, so the, the idea here is, is frightening in its own way that there could be people who are waiting to hear what happened to their missing parent, their missing child, mm-hmm. their missing friend, and to be told a lie that there was this guy who couldn't possibly have done the murder, but he says he's done it. And false confessions are distressing, but it also really, really throws a lot of uh, the credibility of this cult story to the wayside. Now, we do know that there are people who really have been parts of cults. Uh, this guy named Jeffrey Lundgren, part of a heretical offshoot of the Church of Latter-day Saints or the, the Mormon Church. Um, he killed people. Yeah. He killed a family of five. Uh, a guy named Aldolfo Constanzo um, was a drug dealer and uh, worked with cartels and practiced black magic, where we'd have a cauldron of people's bodies. They would eat from it. They would use it in magical rituals. Good God. It didn't prevent him from being caught at all. It's almost as if that didn't work. I'm not going to go ahead and say that what he was doing made him a charlatan, but it certainly didn't keep him alive. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Fair point. But so with with those cults, these were um like the Manson cult. They were tight knit groups of people who had been psychologically exploited, right? And 
had their egos slowly erased by a charismatic leader of some other, of some sort and then had that enforced by intimidation and fear. Um, this is a regrettably easy thing to do. Now, Ben, we've talked about a lot of the past serial killers that we know about, mm-hmm. um, about what makes them a serial killer and about, uh, what, um, strange circumstances they found themselves in. But here's where it gets crazy. There are serial killers out there right now, probably with all, I mean, I, I say probably because I can't prove it, but they're out there right now sitting somewhere, maybe in a van, maybe in their shack up on the mountain, maybe in yeah. their mansion, maybe in a church, maybe in a church. They're just hanging out, plotting. Maybe they're not plotting. Maybe today they're just having a sandwich and reading the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe they're hugging their children right now, mm-hmm. but they're there out there right now. Yeah, it is true. Uh, no one knows to answer our original question. No one has any idea how many active serial killers could exist. When I was, um, when I was looking into some of this stuff earlier, uh, it hit me and I, I always remember this thought stayed with me, which is, um, the serial killers that are caught, right, are often caught because they're, they were in a decline, a psychological decline of some sort, right? So what if we're just getting the dregs of the serial killer population? What if we're just finding the people who were not able to sustain their monstrous appetite or to maintain their terrifying addiction to death? Or they just weren't that good in the first place at being at playing that creepy role. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because there are for every um, for every person who gets caught um, because they have done things that clearly implicate them in a crime. There are other people who are probably getting away with something right now. No, not very many. I don't I don't think that it's a common thing. But there, I'm sure that a simple search will show us cases of, you know, what one, one type of serial killer that gets around a lot is the medical practitioner who every once in a while kills a patient. Yeah. Not every day, not every year, uh, but every so give often. Me nightmares, Ben. Hey, yeah, maybe when you're in the hospital, but, but we don't want to be alarmist. This is a very small thing. The question is, is there any sand to this conspiracy theory that serial killers could be part of a cult? Well, let's talk about the thing that you left us with on an, on our video that we made about this. Okay. This conspiracy theory relies heavily. How did you put it? Relies heavily on the, the, information or the statements of people who are insane oh yeah that that's the little caveat there right <laughs> yeah yeah that the main weakness of this conspiracy theory is that it relies heavily on the statements of serial killers who are again nuts bonkers yeah i mean you watch any interview with charles manson any of them i don't care which one just watch it check it out and people might say that he's a different case because it's not because he didn't physically commit 
you know, the Tate LeBanca murders, but it's clear, like, it's not a healthy thing to want to do, to kill multiple people for no reason. That is a nice way to put it. And, and, um, I guess, I guess one thing that we do need to talk about is that a lot of these, these cult theories originated during a moral panic in the United States. Mm-hmm. It was called the Satanic Panic. And the Satanic Panic was this idea that there were numerous cases of child abductions, rapes, and murders um, at the behest of a secret Satanic network that ran the um, the world as we know it. Yeah, it went all quo. the way up the governments all over the world. And that gave us one fascinating fact about the only pardon that was ever received when George Bush was governor of Texas, which we just have to mention. People will get mad if we don't. That's true. Uh, he, he pardoned, well, it was, it was George W. Bush as then governor. And then wasn't it also Jeb Bush? Uh, who also in made Florida in Florida, who made a bit of a strange pardon and. Who was that for, Ben? Uh, Otis Tool was pardoned in Florida, and um, George W. Bush pardoned Henry Lee Lucas in Texas. This was the, I believe, the only pardon on the execution board. Or it, didn't they just they stayed their execution, or what? Did, what was it exactly? They, yeah, but I mean, both men died in prison. Yeah, yeah, but they weren't executed because mm, right. of because of the Bushes. Um, now, you know, we don't know the story behind that, but that's one of the facts that people will always point out to us when we say, well, no, they probably weren't part of a cult. They're probably making it up. To be honest, Matt, you and I do not know the story about those, uh, stays of execution. We don't well, yeah, know what was going on. I haven't seen, I haven't seen any literature on exactly why either of those mm-hmm. uh, pardons occurred. Now, I, I do think that there might be, I'm going to rate this one as wildly exaggerated, but to a degree possible. I think it's completely possible that there are groups of people who plan or execute murders uh, for ritualistic or ideological purposes. Um, some of, and, and we know for a fact that there are killers who remain uncaught. There's a stretch of highway in, what is it, Canada? where uh, an abnormal amount of people turn up missing. Uh, there is, I think it's in Canada, there's also what's called the train murder, spelled T-R-A-N-E, uh, used to be called the smiley face killer. I don't know if that's real or if it's an urban legend. Maybe people can tell us more about it. But long story short, too late, haha, uh, is there an international community of devil worshippers? killing people most likely there's no way it could happen and remain a secret is there uh are there groups of small uh small groups of lunatics rather who are killing people absolutely there's no way around it there are certainly small groups of lunatics consistently killing people and it is not unreasonable to say that some of those groups have yet to be caught sure it makes me think of Pulp Fiction and the guys who are on the pawn shop who just every once in a while catch somebody in their trap mm-hmm. and execute them. And that, oh man, that really creeps me out. And I, I enjoy that it makes my imagination run wild. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But Ben, I think we're going to be giving people nightmares by talking about this. Well, also, yeah, well, we are talking about our statistical anomalies. It's there's statistical anomalies, but they're it's also just kind of a reality. Like we a lot of times on our show, we talk about the human nature and, and mm-hmm. the nature of humanity and what it, the darker side of it, what it leads to. And that's exactly what this is. Yeah, it is. We would we would like to hear what you think. Thank you guys for listening to our episode on the serial killer cult conspiracy. Matt, what, what do you want to have people tell us about? I'd like to hear um, some conspiracy theories about serial killers, especially active serial killers. If you have any information, let us know the stories you've heard and then also let us know whether you believe them. Yes, uh, please don't cut out letters from a magazine and rearrange them into a letter and send it to us. Or do. No, please, God, don't do that. Uh... If you'd rather not cut out pieces of newspaper and send us those publications, you can be our friends on Facebook. We would love it. Help us keep our jobs. You can send us a tweet on Twitter. We are Conspiracy Stuff at both of those. And... And that's the end of this classic episode. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, you can get into contact with us in a number of different ways. One of the best is to give us a call. Our number is 1-833-STDWYTK. If you don't want to do that, you can send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com.